Hello and welcome to Project Masterpiece. I'm your host, Gianna Choi, and in each episode, I will be interviewing a completely unique guest. Through a variety of interviews, from students to community leaders to authors, we will explore the idea that no matter the differences, every single person is a beautifully crafted masterpiece. So make sure to stay tuned for more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Project Masterpiece. Today, I'm super excited to introduce our guest. She is a successful YouTuber who recently hit 1.03k subscribers and also a sophomore at the University of the Pacific. Please welcome Katie Lee. Katie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yes. So first off, thank you so much for having me. I am a 19-year-old student at University of the Pacific. I am in the 2-3 pre-pharmacy program. And as Gianna said, I also have a YouTube channel that I run. Yeah, and it's great to have you on here, Katie. I'm actually really excited because I've been wanting to have you on here for quite some time. And so, yeah, let's get started. Let's start with this topic of YouTube, obviously. It's been three years now since you started YouTube. As I said, you have... 1.03k subscribers and you're recently accepted into YouTube's partnership program. What do you think your primary reason for your channel growing is? Yeah, okay. So I would say that probably a majority of it is just my genuine like love for creating videos and stuff because I really think that does shine through. Like you can tell when somebody's just in it for the money or you know like when someone genuinely enjoys it so I do I mean I do like to think that that comes through in my videos and um what really I think blew up because I really have one video that really blew up in a sense and that's my wisdom teeth video (laughs) yeah um that one without that one I wouldn't have gotten as many subscribers I don't think but um yeah it's just it's just wild to me it still blows my mind to this day yeah no for sure I agree like watching your videos I think your love for just creating definitely does come through and also I watched your wisdom tooth video (laughs) and honestly like I haven't gotten my wisdom teeth out yet but I'm like pretty scared because I know that they're growing in and I'm gonna have to get them taken out so your video is going to be very useful for that I sure hope so (laughs) yeah so like stepping back a bit what made you initially just like want to start your channel yeah let's start with that yeah so in, I would say it's probably started in middle school. I took a kind of like a media slash leadership class. It was kind of Ooh. like a combined thing. And in that class, we did kind of, I don't know what to call it. It's kind of like new, like the daily news of like the school and what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a word for that. But yeah, that's what we did. And um, we used iMovie. And so that's how I kind of got familiar with like mm. that program. And Mm -hmm. I really found out that I do like filming and recording and editing things. So that's kind of what sparked my interest, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I remember our middle school also had programs like that. But yeah, well, they called it like tech or something. And it's also interesting that you enjoy editing because I honestly hate editing so much. (laughs) Like I like the recording part and I like, you know, like the conversational aspect. But then when it comes to recording, I'm like, I mean, editing, not not recording I love recording but like editing it's just not it it's just yeah I you did mention that you know you just like really love to post videos but you know I feel like you're super consistent you post literally every Sunday what would you say is what motivates you to keep going okay I think that for me 
Well, my life pretty much consists of school, exercising, eating, whoa, voice crack, <laughs> eating, and、um, YouTube. And so basically, that YouTube time is just a time where I get to do something like a break from school, where I get to do something that I genuinely enjoy.、Yeah. And so that's kind of like what I guess pushes me to continue doing it. It's like kind of like my break.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaks are uberly important, especially nowadays with sitting in front of a computer and everything. For those of us doing distance learning, it's hard to find that time to take a break. And I think it's good that you have something that you've like, oh, this is like my go-to for a break. Yeah, that's really important. So, what would you say is some advice, like one or two, or maybe even more pieces of advice for people wanting to grow a YouTube channel on their own? Okay, well, first off, I would say I kind of touched on this before, but make sure that this is something you genu- genuinely enjoy. Because if it's something you don't, you're you're not going to be consistent with it. You're going to hate every single process of it. Like it's not going、yeah, to be、right. fun. And the goal of it is to be is to have fun. And I would also say, let's see, I'm trying to think. It's kind of a weird situation for me because I just feel like, in general, I'm kind of a the type of person that just very is very committed to like everything that I do. Yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I know I've had like a lot of people ask me like, oh, how do you how do you like time manage? How are you so like consistent with A, B, and C? I'm like honestly. I don't really know the answer to that. I kind of <laughs> just set out like I need to do A, B, and C, so I'm gonna do A, B, and C. And I mean that's just what works for me. But I know everyone's different. Yeah. In that respect. Yeah, honestly, like that's a really good. That's like one of the best qualities to possess. Just having a list of things and just getting it done and being committed to it. And yeah, I really respect that in people. So, what would you say is your Ultimate goal for your channel for the foreseeable future. If there's any like quantification of like you know, um, obviously to enjoy yourself and to take breaks and all that good stuff. But is there any sort of like number of subscribers you would like to reach or anything like that? I mean, yeah, numbers are cool. Like I'll admit that. Like it's pretty cool. Like oh my gosh, I hit one thousand. Like that's a huge milestone. Yeah. And、um, but really, what I want to do with my channel is just to like reach as many people as possible and like put a smile on their face. Yeah. Because especially during this time, like it's hard. Like we're living through some hard times here. And if I could just make like one person smile, like that just really makes me happy. So I would say that's just my goal to reach as many people as possible and make them all happy. Aw, <laughs> that's so.、Nice. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, yeah. That's that's really. How do I even put it? Like I don't even know how to put it in words. It's very, it's a very touching, very touching sentiment. And yeah, like we are definitely going through some really wacky times right now. And yeah, like I'm, I for one appreciate your videos. And you know, I'm sure that for people listening, go check out her channel. It's, it's superb. And <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna ask if you want to be famous. I've actually talked about this with quite a few people. Because I feel like one thousand—that's a really, really big milestone. You're sort of projected to just keep going up from here and be this, like, you know, an influencer. So, would you want to be famous? What do you think the pros and cons of that would be? Yeah, basically. So I would say yes and no, and that's just because. So yes, it's cool that like. 
I have this platform where I can reach people from literally all around the world. Like, it's so cool. I can look at my analytics and see, like, I have people from the UK, from the Philippines, from India, like, literally everywhere. And it's so cool to me that I can impact their lives. So in that sense, like, I'm really, really excited that my channel is continuing to grow. Um, and the reason why I said no as well is just because it's also kind of nice to have your own personal life like away from all of the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's like it's this nice balance. I feel like I, I would like to have a platform that's semi big, mm-hmm. but like not like super huge to the sense where like everywhere I go, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, hi, <laughs> and it's like overwhelming. Like, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say about that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's something I definitely do get a lot from people that I ask about that. I remember reading a book about, was it like Babe Ruth or someone famous, but like wherever they went, they would just like get bombarded. So they moved away to like this rural area and nobody was there and they enjoyed the peace and quiet. But you know, yeah. So this might, this question might be pretty difficult, but what would you say is your favorite video of all time that you've put out in the last three years? Oh man. <laughs> you have to There's choose. a lot. <laughs> There's so many. I don't even remember all of the ones that I've done. Huh. Hmm. Okay, I'm not sure about, like, one specific video, but I would say that generally, like, my favorite ones are the ones where I'm traveling and going somewhere. And the sole reason for that is just because I have these, like, cool little time capsule memories where I can look back and like see all of the experiences I've had, especially yeah. now, like now that we can't really travel that much. It's just like, oh, wow, this is it's kind of like reliving a moment. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would say those. Yeah. And I, I think your your traveling vlogs are cool because they just sort of they're like really relaxing to just like see like little clips of you traveling and then there's like music playing in the background. Yeah, those are really great. You know, I have to say, I really like your bullet journaling ones. I feel like those are also really satisfying. They're just like so satisfying to watch. So, you know, that's pretty much that on like my questions for YouTube. But like, if you have anything extra to say on that, then be my guest. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, okay, I have one little, I'm circling back to the advice section. I just thought of like one other thing. Okay. And um, that thing is that you don't need, like, all of this expensive equipment if you want to start a channel. Like, don't let Mm -hmm. that be the thing that stops you. Like, all you need is something that records, something that you can – maybe you don't even need to edit. I don't know. You can do – you know, there's, like, these – there's these YouTubers that um, do, like, kind of, like, raw style, like, non-edited videos, and that's kind of in. So maybe you don't even need something to edit. Just something to upload the video on, and you're good to go. Like, honestly. Like, I, I'm, I'm still filming on my phone to this day, and um, that's working fine. So that's just a little piece of advice I want to add there. Yeah, and I'm sure that people appreciate hearing that from you. And, like, people can still make really good quality videos and content without it. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, um, I guess high school. High school is gonna be our next little topic, but <laughs> I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a huge thing that we're gonna touch on. But so with high school in general, what would you say would be? I'm just gonna like suck a bunch of advice out of you because honestly, I think that that'd be so useful. <laughs> but what would you say would be like a piece of advice that you have for high schools right now? Especially, like, with distance learning and everything, um, 
just to like sort of get through it or even without distance learning, you know, when we go back, time management, just like anything in general that you learned from high school, maybe that you would want to share. Yeah. So first off, um, this kind of pertains to um, not distance learning, like hopefully we can go back um, semi soon. (laughs) But um, I would say get yourselves involved as much as you can while like obviously staying on top of your academics because um high school it's so short it flew by so fast like it's crazy like I look back on that and I'm like wow that was really four years like it just it, it blows my mind so I would just say enjoy every second of it because um it's, it's an experience that you you won't have because, you know, like middle school is completely different. College mm-hmm. is completely different. And um, I, w- I would just cherish that because it, it'll go yeah, by so and, fast. And I think that it certainly has for the past two years for me gone by quickly. Like, I don't even remember what happened my freshman and sophomore year. But there's also like a lot of pressure to sort of ram through high school and get all those A's and those extracurriculars and everything has to be perfect. And I do think that a lot of people lose sight. And just, like, forget to just, like, sit in the moment. And that is honestly also from personal experience. You know, going to dances and all that. You know, it's never been my type yeah. of thing. More, I'm just like, okay, I got to study for that test. But, yeah, I think hearing that from people, just sort of, like, cherishing the moments that you have, I think that's really important. That transition, then, from high school to college, from being a senior, obviously, to a freshman, was would you say that transition was difficult? How was that experience for you? Yeah, so academically, I'll start off with academically. Um, I didn't think that the experience was that, or the transition, that's the word. The transition was that difficult. And that's just mainly because um, I feel like I took really rigorous courses in high school. I continued to take pretty rigorous courses in college. So it kind of was a good good transition. And so academically, I feel like... um, like, yeah, it was like college is hard, but I feel like that was a good it was a good transition for me. Um, but like what's like the other type, not academically, but um, socially. socially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Socially. Um, we'll, we'll just call it that. So <laughs> okay. um, it was kind of a weird experience being away from my parents because that's like I've lived with them my whole entire (laughs) life and it was kind of just an odd like all of a sudden like bam you know like I'm on my own and it was like whoa I I really am on my own and um I wouldn't I would say that it wasn't as dramatic of a change for me because I'm going to college so close to home it's literally only like an hour to an hour and a half away and so my parents can visit me I don't, I wouldn't be able to uh, imagine, like, if I went across the um, other side of the country, like, that just, that blows, yeah, that blows my mind. But that, I think that was probably the most difficult aspect. I wouldn't say it was that difficult, though, because I did get used to it pretty quickly. Um, But if I had to pick, like, the most difficult aspect, I would probably be socially. Yeah, so what would you say is something that helped you sort of get through that homesickness in the beginning at least before you got accustomed to it um what I did since uh my first year was or actually my first semester my first semester was in person so I was able to get out meet new people and like once I found my people um I like really started to love it like it was amazing I I found my people hung out with them 
And um, I didn't really feel alone. Like, you know, I always had these people that I could come to and uh, they could always visit me in my dorm and we could hang out, do homework together and all that kind of stuff. And that really helped uh, me get through it. Yeah, just the idea of making new friends, because I feel like that's something that terrifies a lot of people, especially for me. I mean, I went to middle school with the same people who I now go to high school with. So it's like I didn't really have to necessarily go out and make like a whole new group of friends. But what would you say was a way for you to socially get out there and meet new people? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people like Uh, You don't really realize it, but a lot of people are in the same boat. Like it's their uh, very or like their first time or second time or whatever, like making um, these new friends and being in a new zone. Like we're all everyone in that class is a freshman and it's like you're all looking for friends. So I would just say um, just get out of your comfort zone and talk to that person sitting next to you, because honestly, that's what happened to me. And I'm good friends with this person <laughs> who I was sitting next to in public speaking. And um, it's just kind of wild because uh, we were like now we talk about how we were both like intimidated and kind of scared by each other. And um, that's when I kind of realized that everyone was feeling that same way. So I would just say um, get out of your comfort zone, which is hard for me. Um, but I would recommend to try to do that as best as you can because it will be worth it in the end. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's a good piece of advice that can be applied to lots of things. So what has been your favorite part of college so far? My favorite thing would probably be the people there and the events there. That's kind of like two, but I'm going to mash them into one (laughs) (laughs) because... I feel like the people at college, like, I mean, the people at high school aren't bad, but like, I feel like in college, like everyone's so much more grown up. Like the, it's weird how much like a difference a year can make. Cause I feel like everyone's Mm -hmm. so grown up and nice. Um, yeah, it's just wild. Like I love the people there. My friends are great. And we used to go to, um, these events like all the time. Like I would go to cycle class once or twice a week. I would go to like paint events and stuff. So just the variety of events that were there and the people I got to go with really was, um, I think, the highlight for me. Yeah. How has that been impacted by COVID? (laughs) Do you guys still have things that you do to like sort of build community or just like other events online? Yeah. So it definitely has been impacted a lot. Um, (laughs) My school is like making an effort to do online events like we just had a de-stress fest uh like a week ago I think and like it was it was different like it was fine it was it was kind of fun um but it's just not the same it's not the same as being in person which is kind of a bummer uh but you know you make you make do with what you have and it was a nice it was a nice uh de-stress because I got to call my friends and we actually got to call about something other than chemistry or bio oh yes and like well first of all before we go more into that that chem and bio (laughs) stuff um what what was the de-stress fest what did it consist of I'm curious yes yeah. yeah 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 okay so well first I'll start off with okay so I went the first year of my college life which was uh 2019 and it was so much fun I went on this crane 
this human crane, like claw machine. That's what it's called. A human claw machine. And like, I got to, yeah. So they've harnessed me to this, uh, thing like this electrical mechanical thing oh and I got to goodness. like literally ah. be a claw and grab like a bunch of stuff from a pit of like snacks and goodies and it was really fun oh <laughs> that was that was really fun there's also like lots of crafts there uh oh. so I got to like well actually I didn't get to because my friend and I like stood in the line for the crane for a while so they ran out of supplies but there was like snow glow making and candle making and that kind of stuff there and so transitioning to kind of like what it was online Mm -hmm. it was it was different they they did this thing on instagram where they shipped out uh like packages i guess to the first 25 people who responded um with their preferences and address and so I actually was lucky enough to get one. So I got an ornament making kit, which consisted of like this wooden ornament from Michael's and then like some paint and paintbrushes. And so basically what we did is uh, we went on Zoom. I also simultaneously was on a FaceTime call with my friends. Nice. nice. And we we just literally did crafts and talked so that was also another type of fun it was different but it was also it was still really fun yeah that definitely sounds like a lot of fun I wish our school would do something like that a de-stress fest that's yes yeah um all they do is load stress on us no (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah I feel that (laughs) I mean yeah it's just you know kind of gotta get through it and once you get through it just gotta get through more of it and that's just I guess that's just how it is for now that's just life (laughs) yeah it is it's it's basically just life um yeah so you talked about like taking Kevin bio ha okay so since you are in the pharmacy program yeah I would assume that you have lots of science classes what like how did you decide to go into pharmacy how did you decide that okay so how I decided to go into pharmacy. So uh, from a very young age, I I knew that I wanted to, what's the word? I wanted to go into the medical field. Mm-hmm. I knew that right off the bat. I love science. I love math. English and history aren't my thing. Like those can go to the side. Like I'm a science <laughs> and math person, <laughs> 100%. And so I knew that right off the bat. And as for like, narrowing down that down to pharmacy I was kind of doing some research on uh, potential careers that I could go into and I stumbled upon pharmacy and I read more into it and I was like oh this seems interesting and that's just because I think that the way that medication can interact with the body like I just find the processes of that so fascinating and I was like yes I want to learn about that and so I, I, I did research on the best pharmacy schools to apply to, and I came across UOP because of their program. And yeah. so I'm in their pre-pharmacy advantage program, and it gets you in and out a lot quicker than traditional, the traditional path of doing four years of undergraduate study and then uh, pharmacy school afterwards. So that's kind of how I got uh, to where I am today. Oh man, you're you're super lucky for first of all knowing immediately that you wanted to go to the medical field and then second of all knowing that you're just a STEM person because I feel like I'm so stuck in the middle. I feel pulled to both sides. So I still haven't decided that. So 
would you say just like your primary reason for deciding to attend UOP was just the pharmacy program? Did you have trouble trying to narrow it down to other colleges as well? Honestly, yeah, honestly, uh, no, I, I, uh, this might sound kind of weird and kind of dumb of me, but I only applied to two schools. Oh. So um, I, I I knew that UOP was where I wanted to end up. I, I felt that that would get me in and out quick so I can get into the work field at a young age. Plus, I could save money along the way because it's less years of schooling. Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, it, it wasn't really that uh, difficult of a decision, which I'm glad for because I know lots of people have trouble deciding what specific school to go to. And that that sounds really stressful, and I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. Dang. You only applied to two schools. That's crazy. I feel like most people would be like, okay, I'm going to apply to, like, 40 different schools right now and, like, see which ones I can get into. I feel like that's pretty much the mentality. Yeah, I think it's it's really good that you already had, (laughs) like, a plan just going into all of this. I am still trying to figure everything out. Um, Which is okay. Yeah. Which is okay, by the way. Yeah, I know, but... I guess it just like adds to the stress in a sense because for sure yeah yeah I'll try to narrow it down before that time rolls around but yeah so would you recommend the the pharmacy program like just like generally is it would you say it's like rigorous but manageable or is it just easy or is it difficult and mostly like would you recommend it um I would say that it definitely is very rigorous Um, but if pharmacy is something you're genuinely interested in and you want to do with your life, then I would say it's a hundred percent worth it and you should do it. Mm -hmm. And what's nice about the program that I'm is you get admitted. So there's, there's, uh, there's three different like branches of the program, I guess, or paths, Mm -hmm. tracks, tracks, (laughs) there's three different tracks. That's the word. There is a two, three, a three, three, and a four, three. And so that basically the first number just means how many years of undergraduate study you're doing. And the second number means how many years of graduate study that you're doing. And so the nice thing is that if you feel too overwhelmed with the amount of coursework that you have in the program that you were admitted to, you can always drop down into. So if you're a two, three, you can drop down to a three, three and et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think that option is really nice because it can get pretty overwhelming. Yeah, that sounds like. That sounds like a good a good system. Yeah. And is that pretty much exclusive to UOP or do you know like other programs that do that as well for pharmacy? I'm pretty sure that it's it's exclusive to UOP. That's basically the pharmacy programs and the dental programs are pretty much what UOP is known for. And I haven't heard of any other school that can get you like have your doctorate with um, the quickest being five years because that's that's so fast oh, like five goodness. years of schooling no way and you have your doctorate no way yeah it's it's, that, it's insane yeah that's like actually crazy I would think there would be like 13 years or something of like education to get there but um, I know yeah. yeah that's that's crazy um so I guess generally like I think we covered this before how you said like you're naturally a sort of like consistent and committed person right um mm-hmm. if you just had tips for time management and organization like I know that you have bullet journals and that's like a uber way to just stay organized um but like you know on top of YouTube and on top of this overwhelming school work and everything like how how would you say that are some practical ways to stay organized and to manage your time I would say that writing things down definitely helps a lot I I do do this 
I write down everything that I need to complete and by what date and time I need that to be completed. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just helps me organize all of my information of upcoming assignments, whether that be assignments for school or I guess you can call like my weekly uploads and assignment. Um, But I would also tack on color coding to that, which kind of goes along the same thing. Color coding saves my life. It makes everything look pretty. You can organize it. It's so aesthetically nice to look at. And it makes me like really, it it makes me want to want to look at my to-do list. Yeah. And um, one more thing I would add to that, crossing things off. That is the best feeling that has ever existed. Like when you finish that task, crossing it off like just knowing that I'll get to cross it off makes me want to finish that task like yeah yeah as soon as possible so that's what I would recommend just being like I guess uh writing things down seeing it in front of you kind of having this like organization sheet I guess you can call it and um keeping track of your life in that way yeah color coding I I mean, I'm like a decent at color coding, but I totally agree with you. Just crossing things off that list. So satisfying. It feels so good to do that. So I guess the final thing is, what would you say is one or multiple or many of the, of life le- of the bigger life lessons you've learned? Maybe through YouTube, if you've learned a life lesson through that or by attending college, maybe like major points in your life. Um, like what lessons have you learned or what lesson have you learned that you would be willing to share? Hmm. I, I would say that, let's see, I have to think about this one. (laughs) I would say that just making the most of everything you do is really important because honestly, uh, the fact that my, my college, my undergraduate college, at least, um, it's, been I've only had one semester online I mean sorry I said that completely wrong (laughs) I only had one semester in person the other three semesters of my undergraduate experience are online and I I honestly at the moment like I was enjoying it but I don't think I was taking it in as much as I should have Mm -hmm. um definitely like when you when you realize something is gone you kind of realize how much um you not disregarded, but um, you just didn't appreciate it enough. Yeah. And I would just say that um, take everything that happens in life and appreciate it, uh, the good and the bad, because um, lessons can be learned from the bad. And I would just say that cherishing all of the moments that you have is important because you don't know when they'll be over. Right. And um, that's probably the biggest life lesson I think that I've learned. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for that piece of advice. And that's all I had. If there's anything else that you'd like to add just to end, then yeah, feel free to do that. I think I'm, I don't think I have anything. I think, I think we pretty much covered it all. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Katie, for hopping onto this episode. I really enjoy watching your videos and I hope that your channel grows a lot more. And for all the listeners out there, make sure to go check out Katie's channel, which I will link below in the description of this episode. Everybody stay safe and make sure to wear a mask and make sure to check out Katie's channel. Goodbye!